The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Holy Spirit of the living God, we declare our love for you today. We ask that you saturate this place with your presence. Let your love and your presence and your power flood our lives, oh God. Let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Okay. Today, as... Um, you're aware we are starting a new series titled Step Up. But before I forget, on, on, in our tribe, we are going to start a new series in tribe also. And we're going to be looking at Daniel. We're going to be looking at Daniel. How? Well, we can clap for Jesus because we are excited. How can God take someone that is so... Um, primitive, that is so unfortunate, if you will, and God made him a prime minister and outlasted four kingdoms and dynasties. How? You know? And sometimes when we look at our lives, we, we think, oh, if only I, I, I was an opportune, if only I had this luck or this favor, or if I was set up properly, you know, and we're going to learn how God can take someone that has no opportunity, nothing to set up for, if I everything to complain for, and made him as great as Daniel. And God will do the same in our lives. In Jesus' name. But, but today we are starting with step up. And we're going to lay a foundation um, today and, and build on, on, on that foundation from from next week as we go on. In life, the ground level is crowded. It's crowded at the bottom. If you are in a place where it's crowded, you are at the bottom. It's crowded at the bottom. There's confusion at the bottom. There's all sorts of strife at the bottom. There's limited visibility at the bottom. It's crowded. And if that is where you are today, God is going to fire you up to step up in the mighty name of Jesus. And many times we find ourselves in places where can be best described as a place of limited visibility. When you step up, you see far, you see wide. Imagine, I mean, if you, have you, I'm sure you've, you've been um, maybe on a skyscraper, maybe on a 30th floor of a skyscraper, and you look at, you know, the old environment, you can see far. You have better perspective of how things are set up. But if you are choked in the, in the ground level, you are confused, you are overwhelmed. You have limited visibility. 
and vision. And you, 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 you really feel that what is life all about? God is asking you to what? To step up. The challenge with us is we look around. And when you look around, all you see is chaos. But God wants you to look up so that you can step up. So the question is, are you looking around? Because if you look around, you will feel like giving up. So are you looking around and giving up? Or are you looking up and stepping up? There are a lot of injustices in this world. There are things that are going to happen to you that you feel this is not fair. This is an injustice. But if you keep looking around, you feel like giving up. But God is saying to you today, you need to look up so that you can step up. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, we all get to that point where all you need to do is to step up. You get to the point where you need to decide, am I going to stay down or am I going to step up? When the pressure is on, when the crunch time has arrived, you need to decide, am I going to stay down or am I going to step up? When you start saying things like, uh, <laughs> this one you really know, when you're at that point. When you start saying things like, well, I'm only human, danger sign. When you start saying, I'm only human, you know, you're about to make some amazing compromises that will shock you for generations to come. That is the time that you need to decide, am I going to stay down or am I going to step up? Somebody slapped his wife and, and, and said to me, Pastor, hmm, you don't know my wife. I am only human. Her mouth is like this. She looks gentle in church. But she shows me pepe at home. So I didn't have a choice but to... Uh-uh. When you get to a point when you say I'm only human, you're about to enter the lane of mediocrity. God is saying to you, you are supernatural. Step up. Step up. Step up. We need to step up in our thinking. We need to stop thinking, stinking thinking, like you said. We need to step up in our thoughts. For some of us, if we were to project our thoughts for the past week, okay, that's even too far. Just between yesterday and today, if you were to put your thoughts on the big screen, many of us would be embarrassed to see our thoughts on big screen. What does that tell you? That tells you that your thought is thinking. And you can't, you see, your life is a composition of your thoughts. So that tells you that you need to step up your thinking. You need to step up your thinking. And what, what is going through your mind? Are you proud of it? Can you, what are the things that you dwell on? Can, are you proud that you, we should put, project them here on, on the screen for everybody to see? Will it be things of good report? Will it be pure? Will it be lovely? Will it be virtuous? If it is, isn't, God is saying to you and I today, step up. We need to step up our thinking. 
We need to step up our speech. We need to step up. Of course, everything stems from our thinking. We need to step up our speech. What you say, you need to step it up. Stop saying things that are destroying your life. You need to step up your, your speech. Stop saying things that are destroying your children. Stop saying things that are destroying your, your spouse or your home. You need to step up your speech. We need to step up our thinking. We need to step up our speech. And we need to step up our actions and reactions. Our responses. We need to step up our actions and our reactions. Someone, the example I gave of the man that says, Oh, Pastor, you don't even know. This woman that you are seeing, she's Atawewe. You know, she's, you know what Atawewe is? She's Pepe, you know? You know? <laughs> I had no choice but to give her a dirty slap. No, you have a choice. And God is saying, you need to step up your reaction. Stop reacting on a mediocre level. You need to step up. So we need to step up our thinking. We need to step up our speech. We need to step up our actions and reactions. Guess what? We need to step up our reaching out to people that are far from God. We need to step up. There are people in our lives that are close to us but far from God. They are proximity with us. They work with us. They live with us. They are neighbors. They are friends. Sometimes they are acquaintances. We need to step up and reaching them for Jesus. We, by the grace of God, we know our past is forgiven. We have a purpose for living. And everybody wants to go past. <laughs> Hallelujah. Past forgiving, purpose for living, home in heaven, Jesus is alive. We need to take that message and be more, and step it up, and be more proactive, if you will, in reaching our world for, for Jesus. We need to step up. If you open your Bibles with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, from verse 1. Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1. The word of God says that in Joshua 1 from verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. Remember, the time has come. The time has come for you to step up. Joshua, this time has come for you to step up to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. Wow. Wherever you step foot, you are, you are home. You are where I've given you. In other words, wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon is yours. Verse 5 says, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you 
or abandon you. You know, and that is so comforting and so reassuring. God is saying to you, Joshua, this morning, God is saying, Joshua, it's time to step up. You may say, oh, Pastor, my name is not Joshua. Put your name there. God is saying to you. God is saying to you, it is time to what? It is time to step up. It is, t- it is actually time. You know, it's interesting, you know, because Pastor Sherry was here with us last week and he was talking about, I mean, he's stepping up in different areas and I'm like, wow. I mean, I didn't know what he was going to preach about. And he didn't even know we we're having this series. So God is obviously, you know, saying something to us. It is time for us to step up in our lives. And you could say, but pastor, how? How? God says, like he said to, to Joshua, it is time to lead my people. God wants you to step up in leadership. In leadership. But pastor, I don't, I'm not leading anyone. God is not, how can God say that you step up in leadership? Yes, you are. You are leading millions of people. Or rather, you have the potential of leading millions of people. Like Joshua, you are still sitting down there. And God is saying saying to you today, step up. In your homes, you are providing leadership. You are leading your your home, your spouse, your husband. You are leading your wife. You are leading your husband. Say, yeah, leading your husband. Yes, Bible says submit one to another. You are leading your children. You are leading your you are providing leadership. You are providing leadership with your giftings. There are some of us, we have a residue. There's a deposit of God in us. And we have been dormant. God is saying, get up and step up. When you begin to unleash your gift, you will provide leadership for millions of people that would automatically would have gone to hell. And God is saying, I need you to lead these people into the promised land. Step up. And it is an instruction for us. In your industries, God is saying, step up. Step up. Maybe you, you own a school, I don't know. I mean, step up. Make the school the standard. Maybe whatever you are in, maybe you're a professional. Step up, God is saying. Step up. So God is saying to you, Joshua, it is time to step up. Step up into leadership. Step up. Step up into God's promises. God says, as I have promised Moses, so will I do to you. What Moses represents for us the law, the word. As I have promised in the word, so will I do to you. What has God said in his word concerning you? What are you trusting God for? God is saying, Step up into the fulfillment in the name of Jesus. And, you know, I'm not oblivious of the fact that sometimes we look so inadequate. We are like, how? How? If you look at this story, This is the story of our lives, really, because, you know, God is saying to Joshua, Joshua, step up. You know, Moses has left a big shoes to be filled, if you will. Moses was the guy that went on the mountain and saw God face to face. When he came down, people could not even look at him. 
Moses was the guy that got the Ten Commandments. Moses was the person that lifted up his rod and the Red Sea parted. Moses was the guy that brought frogs on Egypt. Moses was the guy that went and set Israelites free from the Egyptians. Now, that is so big because if you look at the, Egypt was like superpower of those days. Imagine all the Nigerians in America. Imagine they are in servitude and they are a lot. And God is saying to you, go and set them free from Obama. I mean, how do you want to do that? But Moses was the guy that went to Obama and said, let my people go. Sorry, to um, <laughs> Pharaoh. <laughs> and said, let my people go. And he led them out. It was this Moses that smote a rock and water gushed out. That spoke to a rock and water gushed out. They got to Mara. This Moses put a, a fig, a, a, a branch in, in, in Mara. The bitter water became sweetened waters. This Moses, big, huge, awesome. And God is saying to Joshua, you have to step up. I mean, Joshua... Joshua, you know, when you read in the scriptures and it says Moses is assistant, he's not saying, the Bible is not saying in, 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 in Kaida about an hierarchy that Moses was next to, Joshua was next to Moses. No. That word assistant means PA, like personal assistant, like executive assistant, like servant. That's what it means. The guy that carries, his, that carries Moses' briefcase. If you look at the order of things, after Moses was Aaron, then, then the leaders of the tribes and all those elders, God skipped all of them. God doesn't appoint by position. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and God came to Joshua, the boy boy. And he said, you are to lead these people. That is big. How inadequate Joshua must have felt. If you read that scripture, you will begin to understand why God kept saying to him, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. Because Joshua was, in the scheme of things, it's just like, the example we gave yesterday. Cape Town says, they pray to God, they fasted, and God says, Femi, you are going to Cape Town for six months. And who am I to say no? And God says, it is Adasa that will be in charge of the church. Your PA. You see, you're laughing. The, that laugh was is a ridiculous laugh. It's like, eh, this one, what will she say? In fact, the church will be full because people will come to come and hear what she has to say. That was the position that Joshua was in. God skipped everybody and said, Joshua, you are the one that is to lead my people. You know, thank God God doesn't see like man sees. And so God had to say to Joshua, I will not fail you. I will be with you. I know you say you don't have the clout to do it. 
I know you say you don't have the leadership quotient to do it. I know you don't have emotion, a lot of emotional capacity to carry these people. I will be with you. And God is saying to you and I today, I will be with you. And it's so comforting that we are, take, we are going to take all the territories that God has for us. Because God will be with us. In your personal life, I see you taking territories for Jesus. I see you taking industries for Jesus. And God will be with you. And that is the key. God will not fail you. Why are we so confident? Why are we able to, to, to do seemingly crazy things for God? It's simple. Because God says, I will be with you. I will not fail you. So by way of laying a foundation, we will look at four things that we need to have in place properly before we begin to step up. From next week, we're going to begin to look at um, different verticals. We're going to focus on a vertical next week, then the upper week we'll focus on another vertical, God wills, and on and on and on and on. Four things by way of foundation to stepping up. The first thing I need to have in place for me to step up in my home, with my gift, in my industry, in the nation, in my generation, for me to step up. Number one, I need to admit my dependence on God. For you to step up, you need to admit your dependence on God. James 4, 13 to 15 James 4, 13 to 15 says, look here, you will say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be tomorrow? <laughs> he says, what you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. He's saying, you cannot be making plans without God. Yes, God wants you to step up, but some of us, we are so driven, we'll have driven 50 kilometers before we remember his God in the car. I was saying to the leaders in, in Cape Town, and I was saying to them that you don't craft a plan you know, we're, we're doing strategic planning and all that. I said, you, you, don't, you don't craft a plan. Then check. God, are you here? No, 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 no. no. You go to God. And you trust that God will lead you into a plan. You have to admit your dependence on God. I like the way verse 10 puts it in a voice translation, James 4, verse 10. He says, lay yourself bare, face down to the ground, in humility before the Lord, and he will lift your head so you can stand tall. God says, lay down, face down, in humility before God, and he will lift your head and you will be able to step up. Lay down. So, it's stepping up starts 
with my admittance of my dependence on God. For you to step up, you need to admit it. You need to see how without God, you really cannot be all. And that is so key in a generation of, it's your life, just do it. It's your call, just make it. It's so important because God is saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him and he will, he will direct your heart. So the first step is this. I must admit my dependence on God. The second is this. You cannot step up while looking around. You cannot step up. Wow. We don't need to well, this is your shortcut, is hazardous. Wait a sec. Fly down fence, more they go. Wait, wait, wait. But where are we going now? This is not be the way to uh, Mr. Baba Talk House. We know they go build this man. We know they go there this time around. We they go, Mama, go back. Back? Now, back with the go. Come, 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 come. Can you, how can you be talking like this now? We can't go to a bar now. I mean, look at us. We are Christians. What happened? If people feel just see us, mistake us for those men where they drink beer now. I mean. Now, what do you want to be that? Yes. Okay. I did drink beer. You drink beer? I drink beer. Jerusalem. But I, I thought you were born again. Of course, I'm a true born again. My God, though, where my nails when Wait. I need them. I'll for nail you on the spot. Pastor has given me the right. Wait, is it a sin? Wait, how can you even be talking like this? Okay, even if it's not a sin. Wait. No, 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 go come for dinner. I'm not the call. Just let me make an analysis for you. Wait to watch. Come here, my friend. I still senior you. How many bottles do you drink a day? Okay, five. Five bottles? You're a brewery. <laughs> How much is a is bottle where you drink? 600. 600 naira times five. 3,000 naira a day. Beer. Okay, wait. So when did you start drinking? What age? Just answer the question. When I was 18. When you were 18? I know say I senior you like three years. That's minus. You've been drinking for 18 years. 18 years, wait to watch you. 3,000 times. 365 times. 18. 19.7 million. Now you don't piss away, guy. We want for this money. 19.7 million. I want for it. I have to no, spend listen, it. Do you know that? Do you know that? If you were prudent enough to be saving 3,000 3, every day from that 18 years, by now you for don't get out for lucky. But just look at you. Very big array. Well, you need to go around or somewhere. Okay, okay. Uh, just, just wait. Uh -huh. Just wait. I know you see me like, for like three years. Of course. Three, three and a half. Three and a half. Yes. Roughly four. Okay. Is it a sin hmm? to drink beer? And where is your own house inside Lekki? 
what, 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 what do you, what's that supposed yes, to be? Yes, because he's seen him with roughly four years. So if you calculate all those years together, by now you, you should have a mansion in, inside like fat. Let's go watch this thing. I don't get time for your this thing. I go calculate your own for you. Go here. Okay. So you 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 cannot step up when you are when you are looking around. And the, the key from this um, skit is, is is straightforward. You know, the, the the main thing is you don't have an advantage if you don't use your advantage. You don't have an advantage. If you don't use your advantage, okay, you are not drinking. You have a margin of saving 3K a year, a day, right? But you are not saving it. What's the difference between, I mean, as far as financially is concerned, we're not talking about health issues here. No difference. You, you are a child of God, applied in another area. You, you come to church, your friends that are home, that are not in church this morning. As if you keep looking around, you can't step up. If you keep comparing yourself to them, you can't step up. Because if you, if you are in church, for instance, and they are not in church, you are in church, but you are not worshipping. They say, let's dance for Jesus. You are standing like a wood. You, you, are, not, you are not even listening to the word. The, you, from the beginning of, of the teaching, you were criticizing. It's not Joshua, it's Joshua. Why is he saying Joshua? I've said Joshua. Oh, that's all you're doing. You see, you don't have an advantage unless you use your advantage. You're a child of God. You have access to God's presence. You have access to hear God's voice. You are people that they don't, they don't know God, they don't live for God, they just do things as they, as, they, as they will. But you don't take the time to step back and seek God's face. You, you take decisions like everybody else. What is the difference? What is the, where's the advantage? One of these, the key things, by God's grace, my friends, <laughs> they will tell you. If they say this is the way, they will check. Monai, what do you think? What, what do you think? I will tell them this is the way because this is what I think God is saying. I'm not afraid to say this to my friends that are not Christians. But they've learned to listen. Stock market, I said it's going to crash. Back then, everybody was you know, borrowing money. and this, I said, guys, this thing is coming down. Ah, before it comes down, guess what? It was less than six weeks. After I said it, the whole thing came down. And we have Christians that lost millions in that same stock. What's the difference? Because you're just running like a headless chicken, like everybody else. You, you have an advantage, but you, your advantage cannot be an advantage if you don't use your advantage. And that is big. And one of the key things that, that, that cripples us is we, we compare ourselves too, too much. We, we are looking at that person. Is he drinking beer? What's your business? Is, 
no, am I better than this person? Am I praying longer than this person? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't help. A major hindrance to stepping up is comparison. It's comparison. It's comparison. By the time you, you look at 2 Corinthians 10, 12, 2 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves with themselves and compare themselves by themselves. They are not wise. God says it's foolishness to compare yourselves with yourselves, with other people. And you say, oh, because of this, oh, this person, oh, my mate, oh, I have two, three pairs of shoes. They have only two. That is the formula for failure. That is a failed life. Oh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's amazing what people, what people compare, compare, compare. Years ago, I was counseling. A lady came forward to report some, someone that, I mean, uh, was in church, you know. And <laughs> I was just, you know, trying to say, okay, I know this one is in church. You know, she kind of listens to what I say. This one is coming from outside. She really won't. She may not. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do not. But I was just trying to be fair. But the lady that was not in church shocked me. What, what, what did she say? She says, oh, that, do you know how to pour blood on a child? I'm like, what does that mean? She says, I know that you had all your three children by CS. I had all my three children by natural births. So I issue, I, she finishes is better because the definition of failure. Oh, I have seven children, you have only two. I am stronger than you. Oh, really? A failed destiny right there. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I give my own natural. You, you are this yes, I'm better than you. Really? The things that we compare ourselves with, I mean, sometimes it's, it's appalling. It's like puking. When you don't understand your place in destiny, you begin to look around and look for who you are better than. God taught me this lesson years ago. Years ago. I'd known it, but it was very vivid. We were having, like, workers and ministers appraisal, kind of. So we, we had um, workers appraise their leaders anonymously. So we have workers appraise their ministers and their pastors anonymously. It was, I mean, it was chaotic back then. It was, I mean, but I was enjoying the chaos, you know. I was just laughing, you know. Because the workers were saying the truth. But truth can be bitter. So we have ministers that were, you know, throwing tantrums. And the night before, you know, like I said, I was just having fun. I was reading all the reports and, and, and you know, and all that. So the night before we were to go public with it. In my room, the Holy Spirit, God showed up, showed me a vision. 
and showed me that I was not even ready. He showed me my own report card. I said, you are laughing at everybody else, Abby. Here's your own. I was, I was torn. I wept. I was, I was like, God. And honestly, back then, I thought I was, I was, I mean, I mean, I thought, I, I, I wouldn't say it, but, but I, I actually thought I was the best pastor in the world. <laughs> but I wouldn't say it. Now, I say it jokingly, but I don't mean it. God showed me. I wasn't ready. Like, whoa. He, 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 I mean, I was, my heart was humbled. But I said to God, I made a promise to him. I said, check back. The next time you check, I will be ready. And by the grace of God, I put my house in order. I, I trashed comparing myself with anybody. You are running against yourself. Against yourself. God is not going to bring your life and say, oh, look at that person. No, 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 no. no. It's going to rate you based on your own destiny. This is what I expect from you. Not your brother didn't do this or your sister did that. And when we begin to understand this, we begin to, we're really able to step up because you are stepping up into all that God has for you. Praise the name of the Lord. So to step up, number one, I must what? Dependence on God. Number two, I cannot step up while looking around. Number three, you cannot step up similar, but it's different, while looking back. You cannot step up while looking back. You cannot step up while looking back. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing. Forgetting the past Looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reaching the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling me. God says, you have to forget the past. Sometimes in the past, you, you've had a loss, you have a regret. There are things you wish you could have done better. You have pain in the past. You cannot step up if you keep looking at the past. If you have a, a staircase in front of you, try walking up the stairs looking back. You, you can't do it. I mean, you're going you're to stumble, if not fall, and roll down. You can't step up if you are engrossed with the regrets of the past, the loss of the past. Yes, the pain is real. Yes, the loss is real. Yes, you have huge regrets. But guess what? God is saying, move forward. Step up. Move forward. It's gone. What has passed is past. Let it go. But pastor, it's huge. The pain is a lot. You have a choice. Are you going to wallow in the pain or are you going to move forward? You have a choice. Oh, but, but they, they, I've lost so much money. Well, you have a choice. Remain broke. 
and crying about the money you've lost or step up because there's more money in your future than in your past. Praise the name of the Lord. How many people actually believe that? That the best is yet to come. As a church in God's baby house, our best is yet to come. In your life individually, the best is actually yet to come. It's not a cliche. It's not, it's not just something to say to, to feel good. It's actually the truth. Our best days are still ahead of us. So, we are fired up. We are excited. We really are. Loss, regret, pain, failure. It's in the past. It's, it's in the past. But you see, sometimes when, when God is saying to you, look forward and step up. Sometimes, it's not necessarily the bad things. In the case of, of Saul here, it's Paul, rather, it, it, there were a lot of good things. He had done great things for God. This guy has done awesome things for God. And he says, I, 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 I put them behind so that I can reach forward. Sometimes our challenge for stepping up is, is the good thing that God has done in our life. Now you, you have a, a, a husband. Now you, are, you have a wife. Step up. You know, I mean, I, I, I shared this story. You, you, you guys know this story, but, you know, I, I shared it some, um, last week in Cape Town. And it's a story about a woman that had the issue of blood for 10 years, you know, she, she was flowing ceaselessly for 10 years and, and she came to church. It was a God during again service season and we're having the praise chain. The praise was going on. And, and she said she, she wanted to see the pastor. She wanted to see us at the time. And the, the usher said to her that, you know what, he's not going to see you at this time. I mean, he's preparing for this service. You can come for that service. It's just, maybe it was two weeks after the time. But the usher said, but you don't have to wait for that service. Why don't you join us in praising God? You know, and see what God will do. And this lady joined in praising. I mean, I was just, if I remember clearly, I, was, I probably was sitting down with my shekere. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Always. And people were coming in, praising God and praising God. She joined the praise session. The issue of blood for 10 years stopped. No one prayed for her. No one laid hands on her. Nobody anointed her with oil. Do you understand what I'm saying? When God prays, when God is present, things happen. When she was giving the testimony, the old church was practically kind. She has had four husbands that have left her and abandoned her because of the issue of blood. It was an amazing time when she gave testimony. But guess what? Because she's very pretty, <laughs> there was another guy that was interested in her that they were about to get married. And she wouldn't come to church. And she wouldn't. So we sent someone to, to check her, you know, and that, you know, you should grow in the things of God. And she sent a message back that, ah, that this guy that wants to marry her, you know, he likes his breakfast hot on Sunday morning. So, Shall we know that she, she has suffered a lot of loss in the past? So let her just 
Take care of this one. <laughs> now, you will look at her, I look at her story, you may think it's ridiculous. But you see, many times, that's what we do to God. The things that are holding us back from stepping up are actually good things. Not necessarily bad things, but God is saying, you need to let it go so that you can step up. So number one, by way of laying a foundation, I must what? Admit my dependence on God. Number two, cannot step up while looking around. Number three, cannot step up while looking back. And number four, you cannot step up if you do not own up. You cannot step up if you do not own up. You know, regardless of how much you have failed, we have said, Jesus is inviting you to step up. Regardless of how much you have been successful, Jesus is inviting you to step up. But you cannot step up if you don't own up. You need to own up to who you are. You need to own up to who you are. You are a child of God. You need to own up. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. You need to own up to who you are. You are fearfully, you are wonderfully made. No, you, you are so beautiful. You are not ugly. The challenge with us is that we don't own up to who we are. We think by cutting ourselves down, we are humble. No, 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 no. You need to own up to who you are. You cannot step up if you don't own up. You are great. You are awesome. You are loved. You are anointed. You are fabulous. You are splendid. Own up. Just own up. That's, that's just who I am. I'm anointed. I mean, there's nothing anybody can do about it. I'm sorry. I'm loved. God loves me so much. He gave me a name that says, I'm his favorite boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. And on, and on, and on. And same thing with you. You cannot step up if you don't own up. You have to own up. God said to Joshua, step up, Joshua. The story we started with, God did not say to Joshua, step in. God said, step up. Don't try and step into Moses' shoes. Don't try and be Moses. Be Joshua. Be yourself. Bring yourself to the table. Step up and be yourself. Now, I know there will be some people that are saying, oh, when Moses was here, this was how Moses did it. This was why, how Moses did that. Let's have it as in the days of Moses. Give me that old time Moses leadership, you know. And I say to such people, you can as well go and, and get stuck with Moses in the wilderness. Because Moses didn't make it into the promised land. Guess what? It took a leadership of Joshua to bring the people into the... And you need to just embrace it. That's just what it is. Step up and be yourself. Own up. When a fruit becomes itself, 
we say the fruit has matured, right? When the fruit owns up and say, I'm a pineapple and begins to grow succulent and big and all that, then we say this fruit is mature and the fruit can now bless humanity. Your immature you is not very useful to us. <laughs> Praise the name of God. Your immature you is not very useful to us. Grow up. We need you on the table. Mature. You know the truth is that you are young only once, but you can be immature for life. It, it, is, it, is, it is scary. You are young only once. But you can remain old and immature. You can become old and immature. You are young only once. Spiritually, you, you are young only once. But you know there are people that are immature spiritually for 30 years. Meanwhile, there are some people, you know, we, we, we um, consecrated some ministers and pastors in Cape Town. And there was this guy, he's been saved for barely two years. And we, we, um, he's a minister now. He's fired up. You know? Before, you know, I, I, I took him out. Uh, we, played, we played golf together. And I spoke, we spoke for four hours. And I could see raw hunger. I could see myself. I mean, back then. It's, it's a local. It's, 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 um, but the guy is on fire. Just two years. He's a minister. That guy is going to do all something for Jesus. I'm just confident. But some people, 30 years, you talk to them, nothing. Nothing. No desire of God. Nothing. We need you to grow up. Heaven needs you to grow up. Why? Because your immature you is not very useful. It's not very useful. My favorite character in the Bible is, is Jesus. Fascinated by his life. And all he's done and all that. My second favorite character in the Bible, you know, don't you? Is, is who? It's David. It's David. David. One of David's greatest strengths is owning up. David always owned up. When he was in his father's house, when they put him, he, he owned up. He was a shepherd. He showed up. He was responsible. When David was in front of, of Saul, Saul gave him a, a, a garment of warriors to go and meet Goliath. David owned up. David says, that is not me, sir. I appreciate your effort, but I can't do that. Let me tell you a story, sir. A lion came. To attack my bear, my, my sheep, I killed that lion. 
a bear came. I killed the bear. That same God that killed the lion and the bear through me we killed this Goliath. He owned up. Many of us will have won souls armory. It's an honor. Oh, I'm going to war with the king's shield. And ah, you did not bring back your head. Oh, but <laughs> many of us we give a testimony out of all the people I'm the only one that was privileged to have the king's armor David says no David owned up David always owned up in his father's house he owned up before Saul he owned up when it was before Goliath guess what he did he owned up you come with, to, against me with a sword and a spear I have come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whose armies you have defied. Today, I'm going to give your head to the bed. He owned up. He says, you are uncircumcised. I'm circumcised. He owned up. He wasn't afraid. This is who I am. Goliath, you are coming down. David always owned up. Before his brothers, he owned up. He says, you are, you are here to watch, to watch the war. You want to see real men. Fight battle. David says, I'm not here to watch war. I'm here to kill this Goliath. He says, You're a proud little boy. He says, I'm not proud. You see, sometimes, see, when you begin to own up, people begin to misrepresent you. They begin to call you names. They begin to call you arrogant. They begin to misunderstand you. So, you're a proud little boy. Go. He just ignored his brother and owned up. But guess what? When David was before God, after sleeping with Bathsheba, he owned up. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, God has my transgressions. Before you and you alone have I done this evil. He owned up. Many of us, we are before God, we don't even own up. There are people before God, you are before God, you want to be spiritual. I mean, does that make sense? You are before God. You want to impress him with your, with your Christianese. If you want to step up, you have to own up. David, owned up. Have mercy upon me. According to your loving kindness. God wants you to step up. But are you going to own up? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. God wants you to step up. But are you going to own up? Are you going to own up? You're saying, Pastor, I need to own up today. I want to say, have mercy upon me, O oh God. Forgive me of all my sins. Do I need to come forward, Pastor? No, you don't. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. You're saying, Pastor, I want to be who God has called me to be. I don't want to be under the shackles of sin. I want to own up before God. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless my sister. God bless you over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you right there. Keep the hands up. God bless you over there. That is me, pastor. God bless you right there. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there. God bless you, my sister over there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. Pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me. I want to own up. Have mercy upon me. I'm not going to hide again. I'm before God. God bless you. Keep the hands up. 
I'm not going to hide anymore. Oh, my father, God bless you right there. God bless you. Right there. God bless you right there. God bless you right there. God bless you. And I hand over there. That is me. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. God bless you right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand and cry to God. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. That is me. Put up that hand and let's God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. The rest of us, maybe we need to admit our dependence on God. Why don't you talk to God? You've been too full of your ways. Why don't you just acknowledge God that he will direct your path? For some of us, we've been looking around too much. You've been comparing yourself with every Tom the Canary. You've been comparing yourself with the Joneses. Why don't you just talk to God about it even right now? Own up. Own up. Talk to God about it. Some of us, we've been looking back. We've been looking at our pain, our hurt, our regret. Why don't you own up? Oh, my father. Lord, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you today. Some of them, some of us are coming to you afresh for the first time, Lord. Some of us have been working with you, but we've been held back by these issues. But we come to you today and we own up. Cleanse us totally. Wash up with Aesop that will be whiter than snow. Restore unto us the joy of your salvation. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.